It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. Weber Grills, uh, they're under fire a little bit. Ha ha. Ooh. After an email they sent out on Friday, sign up for their emails and they send you recipes. Unfortunately, on Friday, they sent out a recipe for meatloaf. <gasps> and I was No, meatloaf <laughs> died on Friday. It was the same day we heard about rock legend meatloaf dying. And so immediately they apologized, saying they weren't aware of the unfortunate passing of meatloaf and that it was just a bad timed email. Of all the days, of all the celebrities. Got me thinking, though, a heads up to Weber. You might want to reconsider these recipes because there's some celebrities close to the grave. You never know when they're going to pass. Like, let's say Bob Barker. He's 98. Don't release a kebab recipe anytime (laughs) soon. A kebab Barker (laughs) recipe? I was going to say Hello Dollies are a real thing. You don't want to release a recipe for Hello Dollies, and then we learn Dolly Parton goes. Uh Uh-oh. Like, oh, man, I don't even want to think about that. No. Come on, Weber Grills. Always check the obituaries and then hit send. So you might have heard this news last week. There is this Microsoft purchased this video game company called Activision Blizzard. They make a lot of games. One of those games is Guitar Hero. Oh, that was the best game. And the CEO of the Microsoft gaming division, he said, you know, we're exploring a lot of games that Activision and Blizzard made. One of them we're exploring is Guitar Hero. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. God, Matt and I thinking, though, Guitar Hero kind of died. Like, people got tired of playing that flicky guitar yeah, like maybe they should try some different instruments, maybe some more obscure instruments. Some like fringe instruments that are kind of in rock and roll, but not that many people play. Maybe there could be like a flute hero. Yes. You load up a bunch of Jethro Tull songs and then you get to the solo section. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh it's fast. He's got a perfect score so far. Oh, oh, oh. Nailed it. Well, you had an idea for our our Southern Hemisphere friends. Yeah, didgeridoo hero. Ooh. Oh, yeah. But you press all the buttons. I love this song. (laughs) You press all the buttons with your tongue. It'd be very COVID safe. Now, people who are really into sports, they don't want anything to interrupt that. If there's a game on, you can't invite them over for dinner. They want to watch their sports. Oh, you invited Bill over on Super Bowl Sunday? What's wrong with you? So apparently Super Bowl weekend is the least popular weekend for weddings. Nobody dares have a wedding on that weekend. They'll get some complaints. Yeah, there's a bunch of wedding venues surveyed and and they said, yeah, the least busy weekend for wedding venues, Super Bowl weekend. Canada. In the summer, there's always a wedding on one of the long weekends. Oh, idiots who book weddings on a long weekend. I know one douchebag booked his wedding (laughs) on the civic long weekend, middle of August. Total tool. I didn't realize I did this (laughs) until after the fact. You didn't know your wedding was on a long week. You booked it on the the, Saturday of a long, in the middle of a long weekend. Here's how I remembered it was, uh, I did the same thing because I was at, I think, one of the Canada Day long weekends. I was at a wedding and I was like, who would have their wedding on a long weekend? What inconsiderate a-hole would do that? We could be camping right now. And then my wife's nudging me like, ours was on a long weekend. We did that. (laughs) We're the a-holes. We did that to people. But I've been to weddings, though, where the sports aren't interrupted, 
where they've actually put up a big screen and had the game playing during the wedding reception. They had a big screen and, with sports and if, during a wedding? And if not that, they were updating people on the scores through the night. <laughs> oh, uh, it's like during uh, the wedding speeches? It's like, you know, we're happy to welcome Christine to the family. We love you and you treat our son well. And by the way, the Canadians are up on the Boston Bruins 4-1. to one Yeah. Going into the second period. Can you imagine your wedding being upstaged by Tom Brady? <laughs> I'd oh. just like to say congratulations to the couple. And by the way... <laughs> Mitch Marner scored in overtime for the Leafs, so the Leafs won tonight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, seriously, that happens. So if you're going to book a wedding, uh, don't do it during the Super Bowl. Don't do it during the Stanley Cup final. Uh, certainly don't do You know what? Just don't have a wedding, period. Just use that money. Go on a honeymoon. I don't want to wear a three-piece suit in the summer outside because you wanted to have a party. Save me the grief. Save you the trouble. <laughs> this saves you the trouble, too. I'm just railing against weddings. You don't like weddings. There's this midwinter food festival that they have in Iceland, and there's this pizzeria capitalizing on some of the foods that are traditionally eaten there. They eat sheep head there. Like, like just the, a sheep's head. Like the, it's not like the brain or the tongue. It's like the head, the whole head. And there's a little sauce that goes on it. And it part of the. Oh, it's gravy. That's nice. No, part of the recipe involves sheep dung in the sauce. I know they grow stuff in Iceland. Do they not have other food? I don't know. This is traditional food okay. for them there. So All basically right. picture a giant sheep's head on a pizza. That's the pizza they're selling. Sheep head pizza. Okay. They're sticking with the theme. I get it. Yeah. That sounds gross, but it's a good idea to kind of capitalize on a tradition and modernize it. We could have like modern pizzas for some of the festivals we have here in Huron County. Like Zurich Bean Fest. Do they have a bean pizza even? They should. Yeah. It sounds terrible, but I'll take six. Right. Or maybe the Celtic Roots Festival in Godrich. Huge festival. They just sell normal pizzas, but a Scottish person puts it up their kilt before they serve it to you. Ooh. Or the Kinsman Summerfest pizza. That would be good. You can just... Top it with whatever. I'm so drunk, I don't even care. We don't care at 3 a.m. Sometimes I hate it when something gets so popular that all of a sudden you start seeing the spinoffs. The game Wordle has become so popular that now there's a dirty version called Loodle. So if you're not familiar <laughs> with Wordle, you got to try to guess a five-letter word. <laughs> Loodle is the same thing. You got to try to guess a five-letter word, but it's a five-letter dirty word. But we did better on Wordle this morning than Loodle. So may, does that mean we don't have dirty minds? I don't know. We'll practice. We'll get dirtier. Yeah, so it ended up being all words that we can't say on the radio. Yeah, the final word, the actual word that it was, I think it's a British term for a lady part, but uh, I, I still don't want to say it on the air. No, I didn't know it. I didn't know the term. But just Google Loodle. It's L-E-W-D-L-E, -E, like lewd. It's kind of fun. Soon enough, they'll have one, say, for the beer lover called Beardle. Dude, you missed it. Brutal. That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> There's always religious spinoffs, too. The religious spinoff will be like Lordle. And <laughs> the Christian version of Wordle? Yeah, yeah. Lordle's a good one. And the only one word that gets used, Jesus. It's, it's, it's five-letter word. Jesus is the only five-letter answer. It's the answer every time. Doing this COVID self-assessment right now. We have to do this every single morning. Yeah. It's hard sometimes with some of the symptoms because a lot of them are just winter symptoms. Do you have a Run, headache? Runny, like, yeah. I always have a headache. Runny nose. Well, yeah. Even sore throat sometimes because you sleep with your mouth open and the room's cold. 
Are you, you tired? You, yeah. Always, Everything's a COVID symptom. Always tired. Are you, are you feeling a little hungry, but not hungry enough to eat a full breakfast? Are you wearing a hat right now? That's a COVID symptom. Are you craving pizza? That's COVID. Are your work boots steel toe or composite? <laughs> oh, they're composite? That's a symptom of COVID. Oh, dear. You are wearing a green shirt. That's a symptom of COVID. Is it? And you've got glasses. That's green? All COVID symptoms. Yes, yeah, like army green. I thought it was brown. Unable to identify green? COVID. Everything's a COVID symptom now. So, Matthew, you have this issue at home where you like to watch TV with your wife. Yeah, it's kind of an activity we do, as a lot of couples do. But we're running out of shows because my wife has this thing where she doesn't like a lot of violence and and stuff. Okay, so she doesn't like violence. That eliminates half of all television. Well, it's not even so much that. Yeah, she likes the characters to have some redeeming qualities. So, for example, we tried to watch Game of Thrones. Oh, no, that's a show filled with terrible people. Right, they're the terrible people. And the first episode, we're watching, and some guy throws a kid out of a tower. So then... (laughs) Yeah, that's episode one. Yeah, totally. So then we didn't get past the first episode there. The kid survives, though. Does he? Yeah. I wish I would have known that. We might have. You have to watch beyond the first episode. But this is what happens over and over again. There's like eight seasons of that show. I go to where, well, Breaking Bad, I hear, is really one of the best shows ever made, Breaking Bad, for sure. And then the main character starts cooking up meth. He's dying of lung cancer and he needs money for his family. Well, I need to read the synopsis first. because You I need keep... to watch beyond the first episode. I keep giving up on these shows. There's be... only six episodes in that first season of Breaking Bad. It's oh. the easiest watch. We end up watching, you know, something nice, which, which, which is okay because I actually like what she likes. Why? What's nice? I, what's a nice show? Like a, she'll end up watching like Pride and Prejudice or something. Oh, <laughs> which I kind of have a soft spot for. Oh, dude, you're missing out on like Game of Thrones, easy one. Breaking Bad, Sopranos. You have all the, these amazing shows you could watch. No, but there's a lot of killing and stuff. She doesn't like that. She just doesn't like that. Oh my goodness. She can't look. That's the problem. If there's a fighting scene, for example, in a movie, she she wants to listen. To hear what's going on, but she looks the other way. She's sensitive, oh. which is which is fine. I, I love that about her, but it just it's problematic when we look for shows because it would cut out ninety percent of the shows. Just watch Oprah reruns all the time. Yeah, sure. Oh, what a nightmare. This is us. This is us. Yeah, that's oh. kind of our show. Oof. We both get crying. And, oh God. It's nice. All right, I'm gonna go watch good shows. You continue to watch This Is Us. Well, I know what you're thinking ahead of the Olympics. This is what we're all thinking. I wonder if the athletes were supplied with enough condoms. Yeah, that's my first thought. (laughs) Journalists leak this story every year because they usually get to the Olympics a little bit sooner than the athletes. They go into their room that's provided for them. That's creepy. And there was condoms laid out, five of them, in all five colors of the Olympic rings. That's pretty cool. So, so that's, a, that's attention to detail. Whoever organized the condom procurement for the Olympics in Beijing, which kick off next Friday, that is some attention to detail. They're like, make sure we get enough red, yellow, black, <laughs> green, and what's the last color I'm forgetting? Gold? Whatever that is. 1988, they started this tradition just to raise awareness for STIs and stuff like that. Very cool. This, along with the rule book that the athletes are given where they're telling them, don't hug high-five, or handshake, and make sure you maintain social distancing. But here's some condoms. Seems a little weird, but... Yeah, you, gotta, you gotta be safe, man. Yeah. You don't want to 
hook up with like the Swedish pole vaulter and find out you got a baby living in Scandinavia. That's right. You don't want that. That's right. The you're, Beijing Olympics should be a safe space. Your world's apart. Yeah. There you go. Makes sense. The Beijing Olympics. Ooh. Uh-huh. Ooh. <laughs> More like Beijing. I'm going to give myself the crickets on that uh. too. Fatty, you've expressed several times that you don't like your name. I said my name sucked. You can legally change your name. Yeah, what would I change it to, though? Maybe your second name? Abdul Nasser? Oh, Abdul? Yeah, that's do kind of do nice. I want to get randomly stomped at every airport I go to? No. <laughs> Those are nice names. Come on. Border officials love Abdul Nasser. Well, there was this 19-year-old... In the UK, she had what she said was a bad name. and It was a bad name. Her mother done messed up. It wasn't well thought out. Teased growing up. Her name was Ikea. Oof. Like the store. Like Ikea. So mom saw an advertisement while she was pregnant and thought, well, that would be a lovely name, Ikea. Didn't your dad do that? Kind of. Because you have your youngest sister is Montina. And didn't your dad, wasn't he inspired by a hat? Yeah. They were trying to come up with a name, and he was talking to a guy who had a hat that said Montana on it. And he thought, how about Montina? Oh, your dad is... When with that? On drugs, I think. She likes her name. She changed her name to Jasmine. Ikea changed her name to Jasmine. Ikea did, yeah. But but I wonder what the kids said. Like, I wonder what they bugged her. Like, like uh, so growing up, I got fatty, fatty, two by four, couldn't fit through the bathroom door. Maybe they said stuff like, what, are you short a couple screws? Huh? Oh, something like that. Well, just like the furniture, you're not put together well. A child would never say that. Whatever the case, <laughs> or maybe every time you went over to a friend's house, they served meatballs. They just assumed you wanted meatballs because your name's Ikea. Oh, God. Who knows? Oh, God. Either way, she's dealt with the problem. So Jasmine, you said, was her middle name. Mm-hmm. What's your middle name? Dale. Y- your dad gave you his name as your middle name? Yeah. That's what my dad did, too. Yeah. Weird dad bros. Oh. Fist bump. And we both look like our dads. Yeah, that's sad. So Neil Young, famous Canadian folk singer, he's mad at Spotify. So he's upset that Spotify has Joe Rogan podcast on their service. And Joe Rogan, if you've ever listened to his podcast, he's nuts. And he spreads a little bit of misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. Neil Young is very pro-vax. And he says, hey, Spotify... If you don't take off Joe Rogan from your service, you got to take me off. You can't have both of us. And it strikes me as a grandpa move because you can just type Neil Young, Heart of Gold, and the YouTube video will pu- You can find Neil Young anywhere. You don't yeah. need to go on Spotify, the radio, YouTube, Apple Music. Well, I don't think he knows how the internet works. Maybe. Did somebody explain to grandpa how the internet works? It's sort of like when older people sometimes don't know how Facebook works. They think they're using a search bar, but it's really their bar that they use to post something. And they put something like, I haven't had a bowel movement in a week. Is this normal? They think they're asking Google. But it's really their new Facebook status. But they're posting it on Facebook, yeah. They have Facebook status. Elderberry pie <laughs> with a bunch of poop emojis. Recipes. <laughs> or if you, the worst is when you update your status, you like have a photo of like you and your dog at the park, and then your elderly aunt has a comment that's like, looks beautiful. Uh, your uncle was diagnosed with cancer. Regards, Beth. In the same comment. <laughs> In yeah. the same comment They think thread. they're personally messaging you. They bring the comment thread down. Yeah. So we'll have a chat with Neil Young, and then we'll get him some pudding, and I'm sure he'll be fine. 
hockey arenas and stuff, sometimes we see these teddy bear tosses or we have the pajama toss here in Godrich. For the Godrich Flyers, yeah. yeah. And so they, the Hershey Bears, they're an American Hockey League team down in Pennsylvania. So they had a teddy bear toss for the records. 52,341 teddy bears tossed holy onto the ice. Holy moly. <laughs> 52,000. That would cover the whole surface of the ice, wouldn't it? Yeah. They might be double layered at that. Yeah, dude. When the London Knights used to do it, it would like roughly 10, 11, 12,000 bears would cover the surface of the ice. That would be like two feet high yeah. of bears on the ice. And of course, it's distributed to local organizations, which distribute them and help out local kids. That got Matt and I thinking, though, when hockey games finally return and we start doing pajama tosses or teddy bear tosses, the Huron County Museum has us hooked up. Well, I just noticed they got a fresh shipment in of their two-headed calf stuffies. So if you want to support the museum, go buy one of these things. They're so cute. Is it but <laughs> is it it's cute a, or is it terrifying? Is it terrifying too for a kid to Be, open this? Because when we do the teddy bear oh. tosses, those teddy bears go to children and uh, I don't have kids. Would it be terrifying for a child to be like, Mom, why does the cow have two heads? Well, you get two for the price of one. Did it live very long? Like, No, it was a calf. It died very young, younger you than you. At least if you're a little indecisive on the names, you can just use both names. So we told you about this story yesterday. Canadian folk legend Neil Young, he approached Spotify and said, hey, you have this thing called the Joe Rogan podcast on your service, and he spreads vaccine misinformation. Either you pull him or I pull myself from Spotify. The old ultimatum letter. Ooh, the old line in the sand, son. Do you think he wrote an actual letter and mailed it to Spotify? He's old enough. He's, he probably did. I hope so. He put a stamp on it, licked it himself. <laughs> Or maybe he got one of his grandkids to lick it because it's hard to produce saliva when you get older. Uh, so Spotify said, uh, you're gone, young. They, they chose Joe Rogan over Neil Young. They chose Joe Rogan, yeah. Well, I guess they paid him a lot to be on their service. They paid Joe Rogan $100 million to be on their service. So they didn't want to lose the $100 million. I don't know that they pay Neil Young much. Not much. Like, <laughs> So I'll get a Spotify check once a month and it's about .02 cents. I don't know what Neil Young's so been out of shape about. Have you listened to the Joe Rogan Experience, his podcast? Do you ever listen to that? Uh, not many times. If there's someone I'm interested in that's the guest on the show, I'll maybe listen. I mean, nobody... But I don't listen for him. Nobody who's seriously looking for vaccine information <laughs> will be like, you know what? Well, what's the latest on COVID? You know what? Let's tune into Joe. Yeah, Joe will know. <laughs> he's he's a doctor, I think. It's like if you listen to Matt and Fatty <laughs> for medical information, it's like, just don't do that. We're not, I don't know. Do you own a microscope? Because I don't. No. No, don't listen to us for medical information. Listen to professionals. But if I want to tune into a good song, though, I will tune into Neil Young. There you go. We don't play him at the station, so listen to somebody else if you want Neil Young. We got Dustin Lynch and Lady A coming up. They're not... Con no, Lady A was controversial. They had to change their oh, they name. Because it was kind of racist. Oh, we never win. So Dolly Parton, we all love her. We love her music. We love what she stands for. She still gets asked the dumbest questions. So in a recent interview, this was on like the Today Show or something, they asked her, uh, is this true that your breasts are insured? You always hear that rumor that, you know, she has them insured if something happens to them. I didn't hear that rumor. Uh, I've heard that over the years. Why are we so obsessed with her boobs? Isn't that ridiculous? All that woman has accomplished. Like, she's 
responsible for lowering literacy rates in America. She has the Imagination Library. Yeah. She's literally given free books to children for decades, millions of books. She has an amusement park. Dude, she's <laughs> written some of the best music on the planet, some of the most famous songs anyone's ever written. She's got one of the best voices. And uh, people are still asking her, like, your boobs, huh? Uh, uh, How about those things that you got? Uh, and I wonder if she gets sick with it. Like, she always rolls with those questions and is so sweet about it. That's what we love about her. But, like, you got to get sick of people asking about that when you've literally accomplished so much. Dude, she pitched in for the Moderna vaccine. Yeah. She helped to, like, slow this pandemic down. <laughs> She's like, a, And we're like, aren't your boobs big, Dolly? She's huh? like a superhero and people still asking her about her boobs. Uh, and you never hear anybody ask, like, a male superstar about their Johnson. It never happens. It's only women with their boobs. Yeah. Or, or about, their butts if they're a Kardashian. Or their pectorals. Oh, yeah, like, man. you don't ask Chris Hemsworth, oh, have you insured your pectorals? I asked him that once. Oh. Do you ever play along with those scam phone calls? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I'll get the duck cleaning phone calls, and I'll I'll just say, like, really awful things. I'll usually just say something like, I don't have ducks. Bye. Hilarious. Yeah, and then I start quacking. Make a little joke. And then they don't call you again. Not because you didn't fall for the scam, but because your jokes are so bad. They're like, don't call this guy. That's the point. There was this grandmother in New York, though. She received one of these scam phone calls. Someone claiming to be her grandson... Calls crying, says, oh, I've fallen on hard times and I got in an accident. I need thousands of dollars, Grandma. Get me out of jail. She started playing along. There was two or three phone calls. Next thing you know, she's agreed to meet the bondsman at her house. Little did they know is that she had, in the meantime, called the police. So they come to collect the money in an envelope that actually had paper towels in it. That's such a grandma thing <laughs> to put in an envelope. Paper towel. Paper towels. Should have put some meatballs in there, too. Yeah. Some cookies. And a nice soup yeah. to take home and eat later. There you go. And so police got them. She's Justice Granny. Oh, Justice Granny. She makes Nanaimo bars and puts criminals behind bars. Justice Granny. Justice just took its cholesterol medication. She's Justice Granny. This happens usually once a year. The meteorologists down in Florida, they make this part of their weather forecast where they say, warning, it's going to rain iguanas. Apparently when it gets to like seven degrees or so, <laughs> the iguanas that are in the trees get stiff and they fall from the trees. Yeah, their body just shuts down. They're not dead. Like sitting there comatose, like they're just frozen. Yeah, until the sun comes out again. They don't die falling out of the tree. Tenderized meat. People actually go around and grab these iguanas and eat them. They're apparently good eating. They call them the chicken of the trees. Chicken of the trees? Aren't birds the chickens of the trees? Well, maybe. <laughs> but they actually encourage eating them because they're invasive to Florida. There's a oh, lot of them. Didn't know that. Yeah. But we do a similar thing here. Exeter, they call white squirrels the chicken of South Huron. Yes, it's white meat. They call rats in the landfill the chicken of Holmesville. So mm. we're all the same. There's this business in Hensel, Ontario. They're in the movie business. I had no idea. They make trailers for movies. Okay. Like yeah. like movie trailers? No. Like, like when you see like the two-minute video for the new Star Wars movie, like a movie trailer? No, like those things with a hitch that you put on the back of a truck. Oh, like a trailer? Yes. It's incredible. They make it for movies? Celebrities have been in their trailers. General Coach, they do customized trailers, and for about 10 years, they've been in the 
theatrical trailer industry where they create the trailers that stars go in and probably do their makeup, have a nap in between shoots and stuff like that. Leonardo DiCaprio might have stayed in one of their trailers. Yeah. They did Bohemian Rhapsody, Jurassic Park. Their trailers have been on the sets of The Crown. Oh, very cool. The Fake Queen has been in their trailers, potentially. The Fake Queen? (laughs) That's almost the real queen. So this is cool. Their latest project, though, has them shipping trailers to Australia. They're going to be on the set of Mad Max. Oh, the Mad Max yeah. sequel. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's a cool one. That's a big movie. I wonder if they made the trailers all like steampunk and kind of like the Mad Max cars. Like a desert wasteland? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But either way, that's pretty cool. Trailers that huge Hollywood stars that are filming a movie that you're going to see in theaters, they're going to be taking naps in trailers made in Hensel. That's pretty cool. That is fairly cool. It was so cool it inspired Matt and I. Yes, People do trailers like the two-minute previews for movies, like you see the new preview for the new Star Wars movie. People do those for movies. They never do trailers for the trailer companies. Why aren't there trailers for trailers? We were so inspired by General Coach. Matt and I, we created a movie trailer trailer. General Coach trailers, this is just for you. In a world where famous Hollywood actors need to nap, only one Huron County company can save them all. In a production by Hensel's General Coach Trailers comes one trailer to rule them all. One ring to rule them all. Trailers with washrooms. I gotta pay. Trailers that will make you feel like royalty. A trailer for the ages. This is where we fight! This is where they die! General Coach Trailers is sending real Hollywood trailers to the set of Mad Max in Australia. Get off my plane. Real Hollywood actors will use these trailers. Actors like Tom Hardy. Yes, the fire rises. Charlize Theron and Chris Hemsworth. General Coach Trailers, the movie, coming this fall. That's pretty cool, right? That's a good advert for those trailers. That's awesome, dude. Tom Hardy, Chris Hemsworth, they're going to be hanging out in trailers, waiting to shoot their scenes. Those trailers made right here in Hensel. So, Hemsworth, you're welcome. Though there was this guy in South Carolina really had to use the washroom. The place that he would normally stop to use the washroom was really busy, so he thought he'll go into the place across the road, a gas station. Figures while he's there, I'm going to buy some lottery tickets. Lottery ticket wins him $200,000. Okay. You never know what will come out of your need to excrete. Okay. Oh, I, why do you have to phrase it like that? Well, I hope he went to the washroom first before the win. <laughs> so he didn't crap his pants? Yeah. <laughs> when he found out he won? <laughs> Matt and I bring this up because we broadcast in Huron County. Huron County's got a lot of long country roads. Sometimes nature calls when you're on the road. Sometimes nature's not calling. Nature's just there. You're stuck in a snowstorm. I know the Amberley service station is a popular stop for people in a snowstorm. Yeah. You stop the service station, you wait it out. I'm thinking, I, I would like to hear this story one day where somebody stops at the Amberley service station in a snowstorm. They go inside and buy some lottery tickets. Boom, millionaire. Yeah, or something good actually comes out of a snow squall. In worst case, you go in the store and you buy some beer. So now you've got some beer for later on. Yeah. There you go. Or when you get home. So you might not be a millionaire, but at least you're a drunk person now. Part of being Canadian is 
helping each other out in the winter, which means helping push you out of the ditch. I've had to do this many times. Uh, my street is one of yeah. the last ones to get plowed in town. I've pushed a couple of people. Yeah, you get that roll going, and eventually you get the car going somewhere. You get enough people, enough neighbors coming in, you can get the car out. Yeah. There was this woman in Winnipeg, so she became stuck in a snowbank. And then there was this good Samaritan that came along, a guy in his 20s. Pushes her out of the ditch. Very cool. So it started out really good. Not Kids are really great. People forget, like, there's a lot of criticism about kids yeah. always looking at their phones and stuff. But 20-year-old kid helping this lady out of the ditch, awesome. Well, it takes a turn. Pulls out a knife. <laughs> tells the woman to get out of the car. And then steals the car. Oh, he's been so, playing too many video games. So he had to get the car out of the ditch before he could steal it. So... We'll give him that. Well, that's very thoughtful that's thinking. Smart. Not going to knife point steal the car when it's stuck. You got to get it out first. And you can't get her to help you if you've already started to rob her. You got to make her think you're good first. Does this help him in court? He can say like, well, I helped her out of the ditch, judge. <laughs> I'm a good guy. I helped her out of the ditch before I stole the car. Did he get caught? Did this yeah, guy- I got caught about 20 minutes later. Oh, so. Did he get stuck in a ditch? I hope so. Wouldn't that have been the best end? Oh, that would have been the best karma ever. Yeah. He was driving on a road that was closed, and police were like, we told you, you don't drive on the closed road. Uh-huh. You dummy. Don't steal old ladies. Was it an old lady? In my head, uh, I have an old lady. Yeah, yeah, she was in her 60s. Okay. But you don't call that old. Why not? I call you old. You're 47. I guess so. You do. <laughs> You're supposed to say Senior. In their golden years. You're not anywhere near golden. 60 years young. I don't know what you are. You're rusted. So this story happened out of Kosovo. Some guy decided after uh, having some pain for a while, he's going to go see the doctor. And the doctor made some interesting discoveries. Yeah, it took him a decade. He said his groin was swelling for a decade. Finally, a decade, dude? Yeah. Your, your wee-wee is swollen for 10 years and you finally decide to go? It's an important part. And then while he was there, he told them that one of his family jewels never even descended. You would think you would have got this looked at. He's walking sp- around. He's got, he's got one nut dangling yeah. and he didn't say anything his whole life? Nope. So he went in and they went to do the operation for the hernia. So he did have a hernia, but he also found out that he had a uterus. <gasps> he had everything. That's yeah. an interesting thing to find out you have. Wouldn't that be interesting? He even had one ovary, fallopian tube, cervix, everything. There's about 200 recorded cases of this in the world where humans have both reproductive organs. Oh, sort. my goodness. Yes, that'd be fascinating. I mean, obviously, the question is, well, can he impregnate himself? Can no, he? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. No, he's going to try, I hope. But this guy did have three kids, like, with a partner. Be an interesting thing to find out. So uh, go to the doctor, guys. I yeah. do I do this every tax season, because taxes are coming up, right? Yeah. Every year I pay taxes. I'm like, you know what? I pay for health care. I'm booking an appointment with my doctor. Got to get your money's worth. So I see my doctor, like, every <laughs> February, March, and he's always like, yeah, you're, you're okay, I guess. You're fine. You look funny, but that's just misfortune. That's not medical. I left my last visit way too long. I had a list of about 12 things. I wrote them down. And if you have a list of 12 things, you probably should have gone sooner. Yeah, so go book an appointment with your doctor. You've paid for it. It's been a tough time the last two years, three years. This endless cycle of this pandemic and work and childcare online school. Oh, yeah. People have children. Yes. Oh, what a terrible time to have kids. Oh, my God. 
a bunch of mothers in Massachusetts, they got together to do something that I think everyone should do. Meet out at the local football field and just scream. You have the clip, right? That's what they did. This is genius. <laughs> Sounds like a Shania Twain concert. <laughs> it does. That's only 20 people. Let's go, girls. That, that sounds like a whole crowd of 20,000, but that's 20 people that's with vent-up feelings from the last few years. Yeah, that sounds like 20 moms. It's <laughs> a good thing to do. Just kind of let it all out. You've been holding it all in. You go to the football field, and yeah. you just scream as loud as you can. In fact, you know what? I was thinking, since this is on football field, this should be the halftime show this year at the Super Bowl. All of us, wherever we're at, we just go out into our yard. People who are at the stadium go out into the field and just scream. Scream the last two years away. Wouldn't that be therapeutic? You want to see a bunch of women screaming at the Super Bowl? Yeah. Aerosmith has already played. I'm just saying Steven Tyler dresses femininely. I'm not criticizing. I'm just pointing that out. He's pretty. He's a pretty. He really is. Very, very pretty man. So there was this Australian woman. She was cooking some broccoli. Out of the bag comes a live scorpion. Live scorpion. A live scorpion. Those things can kill you, I think. Uh, Depends on the scorpion. Apparently, bigger scorpions are not as bad. Apparently, the small ones you want to worry about. Well, I think this was a broccoli-sized one. It was was a broccoli scorpion. It was small. And this story got me thinking about the time I worked at a produce department at a local grocery store. And we used to find all kinds of things in the produce. A lot of the produce comes from tropical regions. They have a lot of insects that are very deadly. Yeah, this time of year, a lot of stuff comes from Chile or Central America. And so you find things like black widow spiders every now and then. Is that true? Yeah, we found a a live one once. You found an alive black widow spider? in the grapes. We used to find things all the time. My goodness. That was part of our whole job before we put it out on the shelf. You check for the creatures. Oh, my. Okay, so you, spiders. Frogs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and sometimes like those ones with the suction cup hands. Oh, the big, like, fat fingers. Yeah, the ones you could lick and get high off of. Yeah, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys getting high in the back? <laughs> Lizards. Uh, found a rat once. Ooh, yeah. In a plum box. <laughs> All the rats love the plums. They love the sweets. Templeton loves the plums. So the kids used to love it. They used to work there because they would do the night shift when they would prep everything. That's typically when you'd find anything. And then they would make like little aquariums. So I'd show up in the morning and see what they found the night before. Be like black widow spiders. And sometimes they'd put the black widow spider and the lizard together just to see what would happen. I wonder what will happen if the lizard eats the black widow. They would put them in the tank together? Yeah. Gladiator style? Oh, yeah. All kinds of science experiments going on. Well, who won? I think the lizard died. Okay. From eating the black widow. Oh, fair enough. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Wash your produce. Yes. It's very important to wash your produce. (laughs) It could have been on the ground or a black widow spider could have been inside of it. That's right. But you're not going to throw it out because of food prices right now. One of my favorite things to eat or drink is a smoothie. They're good for you. That's if you don't have cyanide in your smoothies. Explain yourself. Well, there's this product being recalled in Canada made by Aviv Nutrition. It's a smoothie that contains raw elderberries. I guess they didn't realize that raw elderberries have cyanide in them. I didn't know this. Don't cherry pits have cyanide too? Yeah, in the pits. But the cherries themselves are okay. But I guess elderberries have just enough cyanide in them that people are getting sick and reporting this and they've recalled these smoothies. But I didn't know this because 
I grew up on elderberries. Did your mother know this? I don't think she did because we used to go up and down all the country roads and pick every elderberry in sight. We would hop out of the van, fill bushel baskets full of these things, and then we'd go back home, shake them out, and my mom would, like, throw them in the freezer and stuff, and we would eat them. Sometimes I remember eating them by the handful. Was your mom trying to... What's a nice way to say this? Kill you? I don't think so. I don't she, think she knew. She had nine kids. Was she trying to thin the herd, as they say? Thin the herd, maybe. There's so many kids. Weed out the weak <laughs> ones? Like, oh, Mike is sick. He's the weak one. Matt will be gone soon. He took two handfuls. I saw him eat four fistfuls <laughs> of elderberries. <laughs> so normally we put these in pies. My mom would make pies out of them. Very delicious berry. You eat too many of them, you can get poisoned. Didn't you say you would, like, literally take every uh, elderberry bush in the Belgrave area? We would go up and down all the roads. I think that's why there aren't elderberries anywhere anymore. (laughs) We basically picked all the seeds. Uh, So if you're sad about the (laughs) lack of elderberries in your neighborhood, you have the hussies to blame. (laughs) Pretty much. The hussy clan. Well, this is a funny headline. This happened in California. There was a pot bust made on Stoner Drive. Oh, It's not over yet in Bakersfield. Nice. So just the stars aligned with that story, didn't they? It's just so obvious. (laughs) You don't have a grow up on like Stoner Drive or in a town called Bakersfield. Yeah. Be like a murder on Shooter Street in Wingham, you know? Or like finding a cannabis grow up on Bayfield Street in Seaforth. There is this 84-year-old man pulled over by police in Nottingham, England. And... He didn't have a license. He's never had a license. He's been driving since he was 12, driving for 72 years, and never thought to get a license, and never got caught either. So never got in an accident, never got caught. He's been driving for, since 1950, the dude's been driving, never got a ticket. Nobody suspected this dude didn't have a license until he got pulled over recently, and he told the cops, like, oh, I'm just driving as I have for 70 years. Finally got caught. And apparently he's hard of hearing. His reaction times were really bad and everything. <laughs> so <laughs> so now they're taking away his license? I think I saw him yeah. driving in Goddard uh, this week. What are they going to do? Take away his license? Got Matt and I talking about things we've gone away with. What have you gone away with? You said there was a period of time when you had you had an extra yard, large yard. Yes. Because you had kind of a... Uh, an unspoken agreement with whoever. Yeah. So I had a couple extra meters of yard. Uh, got away with that for years, but it was mutual. They just said, hey, if you cut the grass, you can kind of play there and have, make it part of your grass for a while. Okay. I was telling you about <laughs> something I used to help my dad with. I, and I, you realize in hindsight that what you were doing is, is quite illegal. In fact, I cannot believe your dad included you in this crime. You were an <laughs> accomplice to a decade-long Scam. Way back when I lived at home in London, we had Rogers TV. Mm -hmm. And my parents would always subscribe to basic cable, just the lowest package you can get. The little cable box was on our front lawn. Me and my dad in the night would go out. My dad would say, here, hold this flashlight. He'd have his little ratchet. We'd open up the cable box. And it was just like a little thing attached to a cable. You just twist it off and then attach the cable to the one that says our house number. And we would get the full cable service. Oh, my gosh. And did it? In the dark of the night. In the cover of night. And brought his son along to hold the flashlight. I was an accomplice to my father's crime. (laughs) And every year or so, whenever Rogers would have to come and access the box, we'd get a letter saying, oh, we noticed 
you were getting a service you didn't pay for, we fixed it for you. So then me and my dad would go back out at night, flashlight, ratchet, and fix it all again. But then they know you did it? Who else did they think did it? Wouldn't they charge you with some kind of crime? It's not about what you know. It's about what you can prove. But that was one of those crimes where a lot of people did this, and you justified <laughs> it in your head. Well, everybody else does it, so we might as well do it too. Now, let's be clear. If this was Hurontel or Eastlink, a local company, I wouldn't do it. This was Rogers we were scamming. So I didn't feel too badly about hurting Rogers' feelings. Yeah, but... Yeah, that's some mental gymnastics going very on. Very much. Yeah. Very much mental gymnastics. <laughs> Wait, what are you going to defend Rogers on the radio? No. <laughs> like you should have gotten more money from Rogers. So is the modern version of this stealing somebody's Netflix? I guess so. Kind of. Is that illegal? It, it doesn't feel illegal, but technically it is. You're using a service you're not paying for. It's a victimless crime. For the first time in Ontario, COVID-19's been discovered in some wildlife. Deer. You yeah. can't escape this thing, dude. Yeah, they confirmed this in five white-tailed deer in southwestern Ontario. They tested positive. How do they even get it? The people getting that close to deer? <laughs> Maybe like... they went to a party. <laughs> they didn't have their masks on. I have no idea how they would get it. They were closer than six feet from another deer with COVID. Uh, I don't know how they get this thing. Here's my question, though. So you know how COVID kind of presents like a cold? The Omicron, anyways, kind of presents like a cold. Yeah. A headache, sore throat. Uh, you might have like a cough or something. Is like normal deer behavior, does that present COVID? Well, some of the symptoms of deer with COVID are running in front of cars. Yeah. That's a symptom. Eating garbage. Uh, being easily spooked. And uh, getting shot by a guy from Brussels. Yeah. So it's hard to tell if they have it or not. But. Yeah. Some of them do. I don't know if you can get it from the meat, though. No, I don't think. So if you, if you have a hunting tag, have at her. So uh, apparently they're working on a vaccine. They're calling it the Moderna. Comedy Gold here at Country 104.9. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.